you are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia. Carolyn, the bookworm. Madeline, the wild card. And Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Mostly Murder But Sometimes Not. I'm your host for this episode, Mac O'Brien, and with me, as always, are my three mysterious sisters. Um, Katie. Carrie, you whispered. I did, I did whisper. Okay. I, At the I same time as... Name. Okay. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> when did this become and an as ASMR always, podcast? <laughs> I don't... That that would be a bad vibes. Did I wouldn't listen to this if it was. An ASMR murder The podcast? reason that... No. <laughs> the reason we're uh, doing this in Whispers in the Dark style is because this episode we did Wolf Among Us. Wait, Katie, why was that so funny? I'm so sorry, man. Because I thought of, there's ASMR YouTube videos of like, you come home from the Regency Ball and your maid is like helping you take off your shit and brush your hair. And then I was I thinking of an ASMR murder one. It was like, you get taken by the person and you get put in the trunk of the car and it's just really calming and you're listening. Like it was, <laughs> that might, and that it, might straight up be somebody's beat. I don't know. I know. That's, That's why I was laughing because I was like, that probably exists like an ASMR scenario of like getting kidnapped or I don't know. Anyway, Mac. Start over. What are we talking about? So we did our second video game, uh, which is The Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us is a 2013 video game by developer Telltale Games. Originally inspired by the comic Fable, the game tells the story of a series of crimes committed in the fictional New York neighborhood of Fabletown, amongst a number of mythical, fictional, and literary characters masquerading as humans. The story begins with Bigby Wolf, the former Big Bad Wolf and current sheriff of Fabletown, responding to a call and helping a sex worker, only to find her head on the doorstep of the Fable's main apartment building. Joining forces with Snow White, they dive into a vast network of intrigue, sex work, black market illusion magic, political corruptions, and interpersonal dynamics. What at first seems to be a simple string of murders committed by... Uh, against sex work committed against sex workers by lustful deputy mayor Ichabod Crane opens wider to reveal a vast criminal network run by a mysterious crime lord named the Crooked Man. Our lead characters struggle ethically with notions of committing crimes to survive, what people are forced to do when their governments fail them, and the cyclical nature of corruption and neglect. Eventually tracing the murders to their source, Bigby deals with criminal agents Georgie Porgy and Bloody Mary before dealing with the Crooked Man as he sees fit. With the criminal element subdued, Snow White takes over deputy mayoral duties, and Bigby decides whether this life is one for him. Now... The general story will have matched up for all of us, but one interesting thing about Telltale Games is that it has almost a sort of choose-your-own-adventure style to it, so our gameplay will differ slightly, although the generalized story will remain the same. So, with that in mind, first things first, I'm going to save us all some time. None of y'all have played this? Correct. Oh, first time. No. Alrighty, so then the next thing I have to say is, how did you guys like the game? I liked it a lot! Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to expound. No, I was giving you guys the opportunity. 
I uh, hated it because TJ ended sad. Oh my! God. Oh yeah! Literally okay. the only thing um, that I care about, and uh, yeah, so I didn't like it because it made me really sad. <sighs> I had to had canon that because Big Me read that thing on the crane's desk that the farm was like totally effed up, that he had taken steps to fix it so that it was a nice place because it does make sense. It would be nice to so that. They didn't have to use glamours and TJ can swim in the river and have fun outside. Yeah, God, I love He was TJ. excited about being outside. And so I had to make that in my head be true. Mac, if you're about to ruin this for me, I swear to God. I was wondering at what happened in like the post, like if anything continued the story in comics. I'm not actually, uh, I don't, I've only read the first Fable comic because I wanted to get a little bit more uh, feel on that one. But I do have to say... In order for the sense for us to have a complete experience about this game, I've already played this, and I know that you are all good and moral people and would make the best choices you could. So in order for the entire experience to have been made by us, I decided to be a fucking dick at every opportunity. If there was a chance to be violent, if there was a chance to insult, if there was a chance to kill on occasion, I did that as Bigby Wolf. Wow. And I have to say... TJ had a bad time. No, really. no, no! You can't. Okay, tell so me I will say he was. Oh, <laughs> he's very. I I slapped his dad in front of him. Oh. I traumatized him by uh, him inadvertently seeing me torture a prisoner. Oh, uh, I have. He he got evicted, but that happens in every playthrough. And I have to say. The worst I've ever felt playing a game. Bad vibes on this one. The worst I've ever pl felt playing a game was he asked me to give Snow White uh, his prize of his bug Whoa. collection, and I straight up told him, "Sorry, kid, you nope. are the oh my worst. god." Oh, Max, I know. I don't know how you handled doing that because, like, I went back and tried to see a couple things of like what would happen if I did whatever, and like. Just being mean to Colin the pig, I was like, like the in the end where I I didn't give him cigarettes, and he was like, "Fuck you, Bigby!" Like I was like, and "I don't Colin like the this. Pig I don't is like an this. asshole. I know." And like, yeah, that... Colin is an alcoholic moocher. Yes, and then there's like that one um, troll guy in the bar when you fight him, and then you had the chance to rip off his arm, and then I ripped off his arm, and I hated doing it so yeah, much. I did that. Yeah, I did, I did that. That was bad. <laughs> I did not do that. Maddie, you did that first playthrough? Yeah, I felt bad doing it, but I was like, he's never going to respect me if I don't rip his arm <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about... I This game, Mac, was so interesting because, it, yeah, sometimes you had to do, like, video game things, like, pressing really hard on the X over and over and then, like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But a lot of it was just choices. And so, like, I'm interested to know your guys' strategy of choices i guess we've learned that mac chose the dickest one of all time every time but carrie and maddie for like, our what did benefit you he did it for our benefit yeah uh i don't know if i really um, had a so strategy i had like a. I think in the beginning i thought like what would the best thing to do like what will give me the most information what will um you know help me most to solve this mystery and that's what I did at first and then um, a lot of that felt pretty bad 
So <laughs> I changed <laughs> and I wrote a note and I said, I'm just going to do what I would do. And that's how how I did. Yeah. yeah, like I, I in like the thing in the game, you can do like read like the book of fables or whatever, and it'll give you information about characters. So like I read in the thing about Big B and how he's like trying to redeem his reputation because back in like the original homeland, he was the big bad wolf. He was the bad guy. And now he's like trying to like do right and do good. So like I wanted the townspeople to like Big B, but then it also conveniently meshed with what I would do in those situations <laughs> but then I also wanted to solve the mystery so I like tried to follow the clues but in a nice way and then also be nice to snow because I wanted them to get together Ugh. I don't know about that yeah I I'm pretty much did what Carrie did was like I wanted to be nice and well okay here's the thing for the most part, I did what I would do. I tried to get the most information. I tried to stay out of everyone's shit. I didn't like, didn't want to tell anyone. Like when Beast and Belle had their whole thing, I just kept telling them like talk to each other because that's what literally what I tell my friends when they're like having a problem. It's just like talk to people, like an adult. But every once in a while, there was a time where I would be like, okay, I'm not getting what I need. I do need to throw my weight around a little bit. So like when you're questioning Georgie. And he knocks over his um, boombox and then you like threaten him. And you, so like every once in a while I got threatening and I felt weird about it, but I was like, but there is the thing where I told one of the choices I made, like in probably episode two ish, maybe one of the choices was Bigby had to say he cared about every fable. And so I felt I could not harm or kill fables without reneging on that. And I didn't want to. So, like, I didn't kill Tweedledum. Like, I really didn't want to kill Georgie until the game was like, no, you have to. <laughs> like, he's dying anyway. I really tried not to kill or harm because I didn't, like Carrie said, he's trying to be better and good, not be the big bad wolf. And if I said I wouldn't kill things, like, I didn't burn the tree i was like i want to be good to all the fables especially the more you learn about the corruption the more you learn like it's not necessarily these people's fault that the government failed them because of corruption so they have to do all these things i feel like sometimes from like trying to do a good thing or in my mind, like delaying until i was hoping more options would be available i did a worse thing than just like I think they do that. I know. I well, I walked away from Georgie and let him suffer to die and die. Um, because I was like, maybe it'll give me an option of like calling the doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, like there were parts of it when I was like, if this happened, I would do this, and like there wasn't a way to get Bigby to do it. You know, so yeah. it, that was kind of frustrating. There's the limitation on you don't know what options you'll be given later on down the line, which can make making choices a bit difficult. And then sometimes there's just vaguely defined choices. The whole, like, he'll him or leave him be makes you wonder, like, I don't like death, but leaving him be... I mean, they said fables are pretty tough, and he just got stabbed once. But he said uh, he was dying. His guts was... were falling out of his body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, fables he... are so tough. I, you got shot! 
You got shot like seven times with hollow point rounds. Because they weren't silver. Then he's like, that's the whole thing with the wolf. And they brought in some of that mythology. I guess Georgie Porgy isn't like a, you know, a big lumberjack or, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's not a tough guy, really. Yeah. Can we segue just into how this didn't need to be as gross as it was? Like, or as graphic. Like when he walks into the pudding and pie and then there's just like a naked lady on the stage. Like I was not expecting to see tits in this game. Honestly, I didn't mind the tits. I minded the bones sticking out of like well, yeah, arms I mean, and like, stuff. I'm I'm not yeah. saying that the tits were bad. I'm just saying like Yeah, you weren't po- prepared for a video game car- comic book of tits. No, and then like that one <laughs> the part I know you're talking about with the bones sticking out, like in my in my game I had to reset his bone. Yeah, so, and like, they made I had dry like six times. Me too. I had to yeah. cover my eyes and just like press the button as it tried to do it. I did it too. I couldn't look at it. But I went back and like did an- another thing, and like they don't always make you do it. The doctor did it one time, and I was like, "Why did they make me do it when the doctor could do it?" Really? Yes. I know the doctor reset my arm, but that's just because I kept screwing it up. Oh, they made me do it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I mean, comic books can be graphic and gross, and it's based off of a comic, uh, so, I don't know, I feel like it's not crazy to to make things be graphic, like, just because it's a cartoon or something doesn't mean it needs to be beautiful. I don't know why I wasn't prepared when it literally opens with, like, the woodsman getting an axe in his brain, and then, like, a decapitated head like right away yeah Yeah, and he was calling faith the c word and you can see the inside of the head like the neck like you saw all of the gross stuff and i feel like you can't complain about it because carrie you you were not complaining in the last of us when we both found that dick and balls (laughs) (laughs) that was i uh, that wasn't okay that could just be a dick-shaped mushroom gross no those were dick those were definitely dick and balls there, but there is like a sex scene in the um the Last of Us. I wasn't expecting that either. I was like, whoa. There are definitely zombie titties, but then there were some some human titties too. So again, I wasn't expecting tits in that yeah. one either. But I didn't but hear I you complain also just, about it. What is it about video games where you just don't expect tits? <laughs> I don't it's also just the notion that like you're walking into this thing with like the pre-established notion of all these fictional characters to the point where you're just kind of like yeah we got a sort of uh, uh we got a pimp downtown his name's georgie porgy <laughs> you know the one from the the nursery at rhyme the pudding and then pie. let's see <laughs> he's at the pudding and pie which is this sort of tawdry downtown place uh <laughs> i think you mean erotic venue Thank you. Erotic venue. My apologies. <laughs> uh, then we got this sort of uh, masochistic rich guy around here. He's Bluebeard. I didn't even hear about that in a nursery rhyme until I had to look it up for this game. Oh. Oh, really? And look it up. Yeah, I didn't hear about Bluebeard. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Why have I seen, like, seven different versions of this? Like, I knew that. I know. You, I was like... Did you guys know well, about Carrie, the, the Ribbon Lady? Have you heard yeah. about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about the mix of things because I, I 
Okay, everyone knows I love like a twisted fairy tale thing. Into the Woods is my favorite musical, and that was kind of my first introduction. I like taking already established characters. Like, if you explore the Grimm stories, they're effed up, you know? So yeah. I kind oh, of. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I read the whole book. Yeah, so I like this kind of stuff, but this mixed in, and that that is definitely like Western canon European fairy tales, and then all of a sudden this brings in like Bloody Mary <laughs> and things like that. The Jersey and, Devil. Uh, the Jersey Devil. And the that Jersey Devil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah, yeah I and these things that I... are urban legends in America versus these like European things, but then also bringing in. Oh God, I'm forgetting. There's like one other one that was like out of left field that I was like, "Tiny Tim." That was oh, the one. For yes, me. Tiny Tim. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, so we're talking literature. I, yeah. We're talking fables. We're talking oral history. We're talking urban history." Like, because but because no there's definitely a difference between like, yeah, the you, nuanced Maddie. like there's sort of the nuanced balance where it's kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of like older fairy tales, but we don't necessarily know who like the original authors are. We can associate them with like mother goose or brothers Grimm or any of those old timey authors, but we don't actually know where the, the big bad wolf or like snow white or, or sleeping beauty would have come from, but also tiny Tim was written after this nation was founded. Yes. Ichabod Crane was from the revolutionary era. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't from across the pond. He was from America. So was the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Yeah. And so is also the Jersey Devil, who is just a cryptid. And then there's just like the one that boggles me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not weirded out by the fact that he's here because he is from an older nursery rhyme. But the fact that he had such a prominent point in the story is the crooked man. The Crooked Man is just from a four-line nursery rhyme that doesn't even mention the torture of uh, being lashed to the wheel at all. It's just a guy with some with some uh, crooked stuff going on. Do you That's... have that available? Because I had no clue. I thought everyone kept mentioning the Crooked Man, and I was like, maybe it's Humpty Dumpty, and they put him back together wrong. <laughs> No, I that, that would actually be pretty funny. That was my no, theory. It's literally just kind of like, there was once a crooked man who had a crooked house. He had a crooked hat who caught a crooked mouse or something along that oh, line. Yeah. And it's just I like this. That. That's it. I mean, there's a stained glass in his little room there that has like basically the entire nursery rhyme on there. It doesn't mention him being lashed to a torture wheel at all. Wow. That is just telltale. That's wow. when I saw like the symbol of the crooked man thing. And I was like, oh, that's a like medieval torture device and yeah like not necessarily not part of a fairy tale i've ever heard yoga of what yoga Yoga. for the crooked man when i saw the (laughs) when i saw the stamp i was like oh what position that would be yeah (laughs) pose. well messed up corpse pose crooked corpse pose (laughs) (laughs) it's straight up i I think of like the flayed man from <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I like that aspect of it. And I, I like that you never knew what to expect in terms of new characters too. And like also fairy tales that I that don't I like that they kind of talked about that some of the Disney-ish like Mr. Toad and his car are very much based on the Disney version of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, like that cartoon. But then taking like um like I thought 
Bloody Mary was Red Riding Hood for a second, which I thought would have been really cool, even though she was dead. She could have been a motorcycle, you know, Red Riding Hood. Um, actually, in the comics, uh. Little Red Riding Hood is not dead. She is Snow White's sister, and she is the reason Snow White is not with Prince Charming anymore. That is incorrect. Oh. There's Brothers, no, Brothers Grimm has a fairy tale, Snow White and Rose Red. And it's oh, not, yeah. she's not Little Rose Red. Rose Red in Fable. I don't, no. Rose Red in Fable is Little Red Riding Hood. No. In the comic. In, in the, the comic, comic no. book Fable. No. I, I read Fury, the comics as about? well. I read like the first three of like the volumes, so I've gotten up to like oh. I don't know, like comic eighteen or whatever. Oh, right now remember. you mean? Yeah, in the past. Oh, yeah, like after this, when I saw that it was a well, comic book. Well, I guess book. some of us are allowed to do research before. This. <laughs> I was gonna it say it wasn't research; it was That's reading a I comic didn't. book. <laughs> I mean, I want <laughs> okay. to. I'm gonna read them probably. They're on Hoopla, so that's nice. But no, it she's not Little Red Riding Hood in. The, in the fable, in the nursery rhyme. She's not. Hold up. Hold up. Hey, hun. Is is Rose Red Little Red Riding Hood? Should be. Why? Should I? Do we know? Trade. I haven't read those in years. I Google it first. Oh. Don't take my word for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. She is I guess not. we're not. <laughs> I guess I was thinking Rose Red, maybe like Aurora or Belle. Because no. Rose's. No, she is, a, she is Rose. her own character. She is her own character. She's her own person. And then in the, um, do you, I mean, do we care about the comics? Or do you, you want to focus? Tell me about TJ, me. please. TJ <laughs> isn't in the comics. TJ's not in the comics. <sighs> At least not so far. You know, okay. You know, one of the reasons why uh, people got so attached to TJ so quickly there is uh, the first game that Telltale Games did that really got them onto the map, because they've been in the business for a while at that point. Uh, but they made uh, basically this, but for The Walking Dead, like they did it in the whole like cartoon style. So it was more evocative of the like the Walking Dead comics. There is a little girl character that you look after full on like Last of a style named Clementine. She is so adorable and her voice actress uh did TJ for this game. I knew oh. it was a woman voice actress. I was like this little cute voice cannot be a boy. Wow. <laughs> I mean little boy cartoons are almost always women. Yeah, I was thinking of Rugrats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh. Tara Strong, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nancy Cartwright. Anyone? Timmy Turner. We're throwing names around. <laughs> yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, and then also, um, what something with the the fables not dying? It's similar to um, the Percy Jackson thing. You know how like the gods have more yeah. power when people believe in them. Like the um, the fables that are more familiar to people like are less likely to die because. And they never story really lives. die. They just go away for X amount of years, and I think so, something like that. Really? Like there no, are I'm fables. Percy Jackson. Oh, oh, I was like, like I, I don't remember. I that just from the read video. Percy yeah, Jackson in Fable. In Fables, you just die. Yeah, most yeah. most fables can die. Another one struck like, from the books. <laughs> yeah, like there was a really disturbing scene, Mac. I don't know if you want me to spoil something. Uh but. They Rose Red and Snow White go to visit the farm, and there's like a revolution happening, 
and um, Colin gets beheaded, and his <gasps> head is stuck on a pike in oh the middle God. of the square. Yeah. And he dies. He was an asshole, but... So, Legit dead. I guess the farm didn't become a nice place for TJ. It did afterward. No, no, it is, it's nice after. Don't worry. Okay, good. Oh my like, god. I was... Turns out, yeah, it turns out it was Colin, the asshole, that was making that shitty place. <laughs> By the way, it was yeah, Goldilocks. Once you put that guy's head on a pike, everything was so good. <laughs> did, yeah. Did anyone else you say that, that but... Colin's voice actor was Ken Marino? No. No? No. Okay. It sounded like Ken Marino. I don't know. Anyway, he played let's Vinny go... on Veronica Mars. Let's go back to the game. Those, I wish that there was a way, you know how like when there were like big decisions that were coming up and it was like, do you want to go to Toad's apartment or go to Prince Lawrence? And I was like, ah, because like they literally give you like a branching thing. But then sometimes you're just responding to somebody when you're talking and then there a little thing would pop up and be like, Snow White will remember this. Like that was so uh, ominous. I didn't like that. I wrote that down like, oh no, they're going to remember this? I that's that full on did bite me in the ass a lot of the times because I I wrote yeah. down a big list that was just named well 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions <laughs> and I just wrote down how I was a dick to somebody and how it came back to bite me and a lot of it was in that final scene. Dang. I'm really yeah. curious because I was wondering Mac just now like if you're the dick to people the whole time and they always remember it, do they not give you information? Do you have to work harder to get shit from them later on? Like do they spare for the me, I man? never wanted to. Like, I never wanted to be mean because I'm like, what if I need information later from them? Plus, Bigby didn't want to be mean. I know, but also I was thinking practically, like, okay, honey flies, you know, thing. Yeah. There were definitely a lot of people that were just kind of like, I don't want to talk to you. You, like, broke my arm the last time we spoke. Or, yeah, you see what you did to my fa I don't think I really got a lot of words out of, I can't remember if it was D or Dumb, after I killed their brother. Yeah, right. That makes sense not. because they literally go together. Some of that, part of that also came from the notion of like at the in the PS5 version, uh, whenever you play through the game, as soon as you get to the end of a chapter, you see like the percentage of people that did what you did. Yeah. Did you see I, that? Okay, so I was, I saw that. I was yeah, yeah. almost I was almost always in the minority just because most people don't like to do bad things. <laughs> a lot of people killed the Tweedle brother, which I thought was a little odd, like 40% or so, yeah. which is more than I thought. But then once I got to the 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 choice that the fewest people made was not taking the bug box from TJ. That is the that is the <laughs> choice barely anybody ever made. Like more people were okay with murder than by disappointing this child and his special special bugs. I like that. That makes me happy. Wait, so did I think at the end I really want to know, Mac, when if everybody hates you, did they side with the crooked man? Uh, I didn't give him the choice because I I cut that fucker's neck out right at the foundry. Oh, okay, wow. he did not come back alive. Oh, so I guess yeah. Did, you did don't have the three to of us bring him back alive. Yeah. I brought him back alive. Yeah, so did I. And then I went back and killed him to see what would happen. Wait, so well, what, yeah, what happened? So what did you do after? Did um, you behead him? Did you throw him in the well, or did you put him in jail? Magic, magic. Jail? You, oh me, oh um. You bring him back. Like, it's not an option. Like, if you kill the crooked man in the factory, you bring back his dead body and put it in the well. No, but I mean, like, 
when you brought him back alive the first time oh and he goes on trial what do you do after the trial i i made him into a crow well i gave him to the witch and she turned him into a crow oh interesting what did you do put him in the well i actually threw him down the well i thought in my brain even though i was like i care about every fable i was like i cannot trust that he doesn't have enough feelers out there if he gets thrown into magic jail. He's too dangerous to to be left alive. Like, literally, I was like, because we have not solved the corruption problem, we have not solved the inequality problem, the fact that everyone hates Bluebeard for living in his mansion, even though he killed all his wives, and then all these other people are living in terrible situations. I was like, desperate people make desperate decisions, and if they are saying... I need money and I can only get it from the crooked man. Who's to say they won't go to Greenleaf to help them break him out of jail? So I was thinking strategically, like, because also Snow said at the beginning of their, like, so-called trial, the penalty for what he did was death by throwing him down the well. So, like, that's a good point. I don't know that I necessarily believe in the death penalty, but when we're talking about this video game that has magic and shit i was like i think they would respect me for following the law because also part of his thing was like we need to establish more like respect for this law stuff if we can help fix the problems does that so, make sense yeah so even what though happened ACAB, after that did anything else he got thrown down the well and everyone kind of was like respected ish that for the most part except for Greenleaf, she was not about it she yeah. was like you shouldn't have done that but everyone else was fine and happy and so i was like great mac you seemed excited by what i was talking about <laughs> i'm i'm intrigued by this notion because there's a lot of uh, the moral figuring that has to come up in the very in the final act of this game it's the notion of one do you think the cro- i don't think the crooked man actually wanted those deaths to happen I do believe him when he says there was misinterpretation because when I look at Georgie Porgy, I don't think competent guy who does things delicately. I think the crooked man wanted them dead. He told Georgie to kill them. Georgie does not have the amount of like critical thinking to do that on his Wait. own. He 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 would have done what he was told. I don't get at the end when Nerissa came and was like, "I heard the crooked man say." kill them and then at the end it's like oh well i lied basically yeah um so i guess that was my... i was wondering at the end like does that mean that the crooked man was not so bad like did he actually want them dead and this was a good thing like it was justified or was this nerissa wanted to kill the crooked man and like he might have had actually okay intentions in general. I think the crooked man is a manipulative sort of businessman style person. And with those people, it's always the same order. You manipulate, uh, you manipulate when you can intimidate if manipulation fails and then violence after that. I don't think he would have jumped straight to killing those girls. I think it would have tried to like, I don't know, use the other girls at that club to leverage them. I think he's definitely an evil man. And I do think that he deserves, at the very least, to be turned into a crow, which is what I did in my first playthrough. But for people like him, 
the kind of cruelty that he can put together and the way in which he formalizes and uses that cruelty, it's not blunt the way Georgie Porgy does things. It's very much the kind of way in like, somebody's pushing back, how can I use this example? He knows how to direct situations, and that's what's terrifying about him, which is why I also don't think he wanted them dead initially. No, I disagree, because when you're in that little room with all of his lackeys, Georgie turns to him and literally says, you told me to kill them. And similar to Katie, I don't think that Georgie would just go off on his own and do stuff. Like, he will do what the Crooked Man says. So I don't think he would have killed anyone without the Crooked Man's say-so, especially. And I think the Crooked Man had enough of um, a motive to want Faith dead because Faith was blackmailing Crane. And the Crooked Man wanted Crane solvent. Like, he wanted Crane still around. Because his whole deal... Wait, Faith was blackmailing Crane? I believe. Yeah. Yes, she had with that the picture. photo that you found inside of the uh, I thought like, the hotel room. Crooked Man was blackmailing Crane. No, he was the like Crooked Man extorting. is kind of blackmailing him. Because yeah. my yeah. thought, here's, I wrote down kind of at the end, like, so the Crooked Man is essentially a loan shark, but he blackmails Crane, he gets city money, then the city can't afford to do things, so then they go to the Crooked Man for that same money, and then he can then extort them. So like, his whole racket is the extortion. And I agree that killing is not his first go around. But if Faith is blackmailing Crane, then he cannot get that same money from Crane. And his whole thing is, yeah, manipulation and torture. And then the other thing about the violence is, okay, so this ribbon neck thing. Yes. We all Did we all say like we kind of knew the story of the girl with the ribbon around her neck and if you pull it, her head falls mm-hmm. off? Actually, so, like, I didn't think of that the first time I played it. Oh, really? Like, I literally, the moment I saw she had a ribbon around her neck, I was like, oh, that's holding her head yeah, on. same. So, like, for Georgie to kill them, I feel like all he had to do was remove the ribbon, right? It wasn't, he wasn't that's beheading them. I thought, but then, remember that room? There's so much blood in that motel room. Yeah. But, the, I mean, maybe he left the body there to to bleed out while he took the head two also keep in mind that would have been a troll body so i imagine it would have been sort of like a oh, yeah. tarantino-esque like fire hose but it was still oh, snow's you got body troll blood yeah, and snow glamoured. vivian's yeah that's just so glamour. All... when vivian's head came off it wasn't bloody oh yeah yeah but she's the og so maybe that's why or maybe know. it was just they wanted to really make a point of this really bloody crime scene <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess that is, yeah. Like you can't have it both ways. That was a... You couldn't just have Bigby walk into the room and be like, there's some death magic smell here. Right. <laughs> and plus you kinda yeah. need well, at least in my story, that's where um the beast and Bigby have their confrontation. And for that room to be as gruesome as it was is kind of um proof that Bigby and Beauty are not having an affair. <laughs> They're not like banging it in the room. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't their sex room. No. That'd be a really effed up sex room. I mean, Katie, we don't kink shame here. I don't know, man. But I, it wouldn't be I my would, thing. I'm, in terms doing of Ichabod Crane, I think I could shame a couple of kinks here and there. <laughs> oh, God. That uh, picture yeah, made that me throw was, up in my mouth. Oh, yeah, I hated it. I was that was like, 
such a creep move. Oh, he's God. so creepy. But I kind of like that. I didn't like it, but I like that it was like I don't think he was like that's the moment where like he's not the killer. He's just a huge creep. He's and... a stalker. Yeah, that's the problem with him. One of like them. I kind of was like I I almost felt like well. Bluebeard was a red herring from the beginning because it's too obvious. So then I was like, is it Crane? But then I was like, Crane is too... He's weak. He's a coward. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like a coward. That's how he's set up as a character. That's literally his whole deal. Yeah. So. Although if there was a headless man riding a horse towards me, I probably also would be very afraid and run away. <laughs> That's very true. We'll see. But I wouldn't Isn't be like... is like an Irish folklore thing? Like a Dullahan? I think it came from Ireland. Like some of the vibes of it, but it was definitely it's a very American horror story, like yeah. the pumpkin and the. I think it's Nathaniel Hawthorne, the Legend of the Sleepy Hollow. Because aren't yeah. the original jack o' lanterns turnips, like Irish turnips? Yeah. Yeah. So then the pumpkin is distinctly American because that's like one of the staples of Native American food. I have a question. So, yes. Did anybody make it to Anti Green Leaves in time to catch Crane? Oh. Did you? No, I no. just smelled him. I think they No. I think they specifically made it so you had to visit at least two locations before you had enough information to get there. And if you did, uh then you would have gotten there too late. Okay, yeah. Cuz my first thing, my, the first time I went through, I went to all three, and then I went back because I wanted to burn the tree and see what happens. So, um and then I only went to two places cuz I also wanted to see what Bluebeard burned in in um Crane's apartment, but I couldn't there wasn't anything like Bigby didn't find anything that yeah had anything to okay. do with Bluebeard. That choice, I went to Crane's apartment first, and I don't think I ever made it to the D's. What is it? The D's place or yeah, Tweedledum and D's place. I'd never, I never. So sometimes, like, I'd make the choice, and then I wouldn't get to the second choice. It just yeah. never happened. Like I don't like, know. I missed stuff. I want. I want to know what's going on. I want to know yeah. everything. Like, did you guys go to the pawn shop? Or the butcher shop. I went to the pawn shop first. See, I went to the butcher shop first. Apparently there's a whole scene with Toad at the pawn shop that I totally miss. Yeah. Yes. Correct. He tries to sell the I, oh, wow. donkey skin. Ew. I mean, yeah. not you, but that story. But had you guys ever heard of that story? No. Yes. I don't think I ever I had. Didn't. And I was so grossed out. It's really bad. It's Fables are bad. That's why, okay, at one point they said fables are so simple and everything now is complicated. And I was like, okay, I don't think fables are simple. Like, maybe the story is simple, but they are morally complex and fucked up. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like that they used her as one of the introductory fae. Like, when you start looking into the records of everybody, you start to realize, oh, no, this was all really messed up. Like, you can't go into a, a classic... You want to know one of my favorite stories that kind of makes uh, fairy tales a little bit darker? Yes. There course. is a theory out there that when it comes to the glass slipper that Cinderella left behind at the ball, that there might have been a misinterpretation. Because in France, the word for glass and the word for fur sound incredibly similar. And the notion of a prince carousing around a kingdom to find a matching fur slipper to one he encountered at a bar a ball earlier kinda has different connotations. She a bear? I feel like I've heard that. Maddie. No, Maddie. 
It's the vagina. Fur slipper. I've never heard that that term. Oh my god. (laughs) Yes, to try everyone in the country. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta find the perfect. (laughs) He has to find the one that matches. Gross. I've only heard that term in that in this story. I've never heard that anywhere else. But I didn't love it. Who started that conversation? (laughs) I don't know. But but Mac, then if you look at other you dirty look at other dark dark stuff (laughs) about fairy tales. Like Sleeping Beauty is asleep and gets kissed by somebody, not consensually. Same thing with Snow White. And then Rapunzel, like her whole deal, I feel like doesn't she bear twins? Or no, no, is it Sleeping she Beauty? She has twins, to... and then she gets abandoned. Sleeping Beauty has twins, or has a baby, and the baby sucks the needle out of her, and she wakes up. That, yeah, that's one of the versions. So basically, the prince rapes her when she's unconscious, yeah, and then she gives birth to oh a baby God. who takes the thing out of her finger. I don't yeah, know so one. like, there's a lot of bad stuff. But and Rapunzel. They are together and she has twins, but then he abandons her and then she finds him. That's that part of Into the Woods is kind of like based on. Well, no, I don't think he he doesn't mean to abandon her. The witch throws him out of the tower and he falls into the briar and gets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he gets he's blinded. And so he can't find her. That's it. So he doesn't he abandons her because he can't find her. He doesn't have eyes anymore. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes are gone. Oh, so it's a lot less dark now. Yeah. What I thought was interesting is the original Little Mermaid, she gets her tongue cut out. And so Nerissa's whole thing about the lips are sealed. The, the, the second time I heard that phrase, I was like, oh, they are, they're like magically spelled to not be able to talk. Yeah. And then another thing about the original Little Mermaid is like part of the trade-in that she gets for having feet is that every single step she takes makes it feel like she's walking on broken glass. So it's oh, like never heard shards of glass. Yeah. And then if you, it's mentioned in like the book of fables section on the game, like you can read that part. Yes. Yeah. But in the, um, I think it's in the Hans Christian Andersen thing. It probably is. I just, the tongue cutting out thing just is so much more messed up. I hate it so much. <laughs> okay. Other question. Did anyone go after Narissa in the uh, end? Or did I they just did let her and go? Nothing happens. I did my bad playthrough. Okay. Nothing happened. I did not, so I was kind of wondering the same thing. Well, it's it's the very end of the game, so. What are they implying? That like Faith isn't really dead? That Narissa is That Narissa yeah, that is Narissa Faith? is was glamoured. That's the weird thing. Or well Faith was glamoured as Narissa the whole time. And it was Nerissa who was glamoured as Faith that was killed. I think is what they were implying. But yeah, I know. That's a little yeah. bit fucky. There's something weird. That's Did you guys much. also know that there's going to be a second Wolf Among Us? Oh, good. Next year, yeah. Oh, Supposedly. really? It's... I. I'm I'm glad that they did that because the, the history of Telltale Games is a bit uh, murky. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not like in a problematic way, just in kind of like a, okay, so they first started off in the mid-2000s and kept going up. They actually did a couple of like CSI-themed video games that was a little, a little bit weird. Cool. They had, 
One of the weirdest ones is Poker Night, where there's a bunch of different like random titles where they got to license the characters from. So you could be at a, a poker game where you're like strong bad playing poker against uh, uh, the guy from Evil Dead, playing a poker against like one of the characters from a game called uh, like uh, um, Team Fortress 2. It's just a really <laughs> weird thing to play. But then they kind of hit their own with this sort of licensing other properties and making interesting games about them. They did a really great one about Walking Dead. They did this one. Uh, they did Tales from the Borderlands. They actually had a Batman game that did something really interesting with the character that I have not seen anywhere else. Uh, and then uh, they had investors start to pull out as time went on, and they fully shut down in 2018. Uh, they got a lot of their uh, properties got repurchased by other games companies and one named TCG purchased Wolf Among Us, hired a lot of people who worked on the original, and they are now making the sequel, which should come out next year. If it's not a TJ centric game, then I don't want it. (laughs) I feel like they should Turns out it's 20 years later and TJ's the detective. But a really good one who's really nice to everybody. I was thinking more it would be like that goose game. So TJ's just running around causing like minor havoc on the farm. (laughs) Right? Moving everywhere that he's not supposed to. Yeah, but just like minor mischief. Then you just get a pin that says become ungovernable, but it's TJ with a knife in his mouth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I want that. Yes, this is formerly Telltale, now TCG. This is what we want. Um, I think. It wouldn't be that... Di- I mean, obviously, it would be very difficult. I know nothing about video game making, but it could be a Goose cool side probably game. probably so easy to make. I could make that. I mean, oh. someone I follow on Tumblr is making, like, a full-on, like, 8-bit Sherlock Holmes game where you go through and, like, solve crimes in, like, different I, okay. things. So, I need to say, I got really excited about this. I have a whole spiel about a bunch of other games I considered for this before I chose Wolf Among Us. Do you mind if I read through Who's the whole game thing? one of them? Go for it. It is not one of them. So we should. Did we say in the beginning this was your choose? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is my choose. This uh, is I a, made this decision. Every four was every fourth episode is a choose, and this is Max time. <laughs> Tisha. So, what else were you gonna make us do? Even though. This took okay, so eight hours or whatever. All right, I have this all written out. It's actually longer than my uh, intro, but all right. <laughs> Firstly, I eliminated any game that had a mystery side quest, DLC, or random encounter. Where there are a number of delightful mysteries in the bunch, most would require playing for the majority of the game prior to the mystery, and I'm not going to have you guys play five hours of game for one hour of mystery. Again, that leaves me with seven or so games for consideration, which I will name, describe, and then state why they were rejected. One. Heavy Rain. Another choose-your-own-adventure game, this mildly futuristic 2010 noir game, was applauded for its dark plot and well-rendered graphics. Neither the plot nor the graphics have aged very well. 2. Barbie Detective. Look, guys, I looked into this one. The only redeeming feature to this game is that the soundtrack slaps and you can't really play it anymore. 3. L.A. Noir. an open world. Right. You can't find it. It's just on YouTube playthroughs, and they don't even look all that good. I have tried to find Barbie I, Detective to play online. You cannot. I you can watch a walkthrough. You. I trust you so implicitly <laughs> that you have put the work into looking for Barbie Detective. It's dead. So I have, have I. Three. Mac, continue. Yes. 
L.A. Noir, an open-world mystery game taking place in 1940s Los Angeles, applauded for pioneering facial motion capture to give witnesses more nuanced animations to scrutinize, despite promising mechanics that force you to make salient cases against suspects before you were even allowed to arrest them, you would have had to spend a good chunk of time in full-bore shootouts rather than actually solving cases. Four, and most interestingly, Disco Elysium. Having swept the Game Awards in 2019, this role-playing game has oil-painting-like visual style, nuanced character creation, and insane lore and world-building that make it a uniquely intricate gaming experience. Which is to say it would take roughly 30 hours to play through. <laughs> I think I own that. Five. Uh, the Sinking City slash Sherlock Holmes, Chapter 1. Uh, it takes place in a Lovecraftian town and a Mediterranean uh, vacation spot, respectively. Both of these mystery games came from the same developer, and as such have similar styles of gathering information, compiling theories, and grant the player ample time and space to explore the surroundings. They are also, unfortunately, roughly 20 hours each. 6. Pentiment, taking us out of the contemporary age, in this game... You play a journeyman artist in 16th century Bavaria, going through a village of well-written characters to find the murderer of a visiting noble. The art style of the game was made to look like woodblock printing and illuminated manuscripts <gasps> of the same era, also 20 hours. What one was and that? And finally... Mac, we uh, do Pentiment. also have long form We could do this after our do. book. Like the book we're supposed to be reading that I... If we want to do this. Haven't finished. I wouldn't mind. Anyway, sorry. Book. And finally, seven, the return of Obra Dinn. In this game, you play an 1810s insurance inspector for the East India Trading Company, looking over the lost ship Obra Dinn after it floated into port months late with no crew or passengers, with a magic stopwatch on hand that can show you the last moments of a man's life, you must solve the crime with the twin tools of magic tableaus and well-documented insurance paperwork. We should absolutely do that one. One of my roommates, I think it was Liz, recommended that and was like, this is really good. It's really interesting. And it's like, you literally do. Like, you, like insurance people are some of the detectives in a lot of detective, like, <laughs> um, whatever stories, yeah. you know? Like, they have to go in and do so much work. That's Dennis Stanton's whole deal, Carrie. Fuck him. <laughs> she hates this. In, um, like, black and white. Oh, okay. Yes. Tim has said that we need to do that too. Okay. So, All right. so uh, one of <laughs> one of the most interesting things about the last three or four games that I mentioned that I find most interesting, they do not tell you at the end if you got it right. <gasps> oh, I hate that know? though. No, that's amazing because then it means you can only be as sure as you are personally that you chose the right people. So we could now, fight. At, the, at the end of like a, if you go into a trial, <laughs> if you go at the end of a trial, at the end of it, like a courthouse trial, a, a, a weird angel of justice doesn't pop up from the floor saying, good job, everybody. You got the right guy. No, <laughs> you have to be as sure as you humanly can that you solved the mystery good. What if we fight? <laughs> What if at we the end we're like, it was fight. you? We should fight. No. Okay. One thing. First things first. This is a podcast. Anytime we fight, that's content, baby. That's true. Second thing second. <laughs> a second thing second. It just means that we have to be doubly sure of everything we do. Yeah. Oh God. I'm sorry. But I don't like All being right. not anybody... sure. That was why Carrie wanted to go back and play parts of this game. Because 
I wasn't sure about some of the choices I made. And yeah, clearly... I wanted to see everything. Yeah. Like in the beginning, that first one where they give you a branch when it's like either Toad or Prince Lawrence. Like if you go to Prince, I went to Toad first in oh. my first playthrough. And then I went back. You can save Prince Lawrence's life. He I went to Prince dies. Lawrence. And I what? didn't know he, so he died? Yeah, he died. Yeah. Oh, if I saved to him. Toad first, yes, if you go to Toad first, he's dead when you go back to that apartment. Wow. I went to, yeah. t- why did I go to Lawrence first? I think because I was like, I need to know information more than I need to do whatever I was doing with Toad. Save Toad Save from Toad. whatever he... terrible thing oh, was yeah. happening? <laughs> no, he was just saying, like, shit's going down. Come here real quick. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, and then I went to going down in trouble. Right there was, like, noises in the background. Save TJ. But I thought it was just the woodsman, like, being okay. woodsman-y. All right. The first time I played through, I went to Toad's first because I was like, the magic mirror has showed me a blade covered in blood and a very still person in a chair. I don't think there's any saving Lawrence. And I went to Toad's place first. I got to see one of the Tweedle brothers, uh, like sneaking around upstairs. And uh, TJ didn't have bruises on his arms just yet, which is one way that you can help TJ in this game, Aww. just in case you wanted to check that out. Uh, but if you go to Lawrence's place, you could save the guy's life. Now, if you want to prioritize T- not, uh, TJ not getting bruises on his arms over saving a man's life, I don't blame you. TJ came for life. But <laughs> for yeah, life. the first time around, I just thought that Lawrence died permanently. Okay, does that mean that he's one of the people in the end? Like when you have to convince the crowd? Yes. So <gasps> TJ was one of the few motherfuckers on my side in my evil playthrough just because I technically saved his life. The... I thought it was interesting at the end because he was one of the people in the crowd, but there were not 12 people. And I thought it should be 12 people like um, Murder on the Orient Express, like a where there was a nine. jury of 12. I don't remember him there. TJ wasn't in, in mine at the end. Lawrence was. Correct. Like, TJ's a kid. They're not going to make him oh. decide whether or I not thought, this I man should live. I that's what you were saying, and I was like, I didn't see him there. No, no, no. It was Lawrence. I was saying, okay. because I saved Lawrence's life. Lawrence was one of the people at the end who had my back okay. in terms of like figuring shit out and decision making. Wow. Yeah. Hence the Lawrence will remember this. He also showed up at one other scene, but it wasn't important. Yeah. I am very curious. I know. Let's do never mind. We can do notes. Well, yeah, Carrie, okay. what are you curious the, about? Does anybody have any Does anybody have any major note? I was just wondering what the hell Bluebeard was trying to hide. Like what did he burn? Like they in my playthrough, you went it. to cream. They don't no because like in my when I played through, I went to um. I forget. I didn't go to Cranes first, but then when I went to Cranes, there was a bunch of stuff in the fireplace because Bluebeard had burned it all. I went to Cranes first, but all I basically found was, like a thing that reminded me that he used to be a teacher. I did think he had drugs, and then I found out it was just magic. Like, there, he had more glamour spells. So, like, those were there in his apartment. And then there was some papers and stuff in the drawer. It was more photos, I believe. So maybe that's... Yeah. So maybe Bluebeard was... I don't know no, what because he was. So, like... He I was went so, back. He's such a red herring, and I feel like maybe him burning stuff was supposed to be another clue of his red herringness, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just that's just really it really bothered me that there's nothing that I don't think you can find out. 
Maybe he's a messy Why bitch who loves drama, and that's just... <laughs> what he's Ruby yeah. looks like a messy bitch who loves drama. Like, come on. 100%. He does get married Isn't he the richest person? He probably person? really likes weddings. He's yeah. the richest he's person. He's technically in... the richest... Because he technically smuggled all of his wealth from the old world to the new, and in the comics, so it might not actually apply to the story... He would help smuggle other people into the new world as well, but he would charge them exorbitant prices. So, like, a lot of the fact that the fact that mostly like princes and princesses from the old world are the people that are here in this new one uh, is mainly because Bluebeard charged them basically everything they owned, kingdom and all, to get here. So, yeah. yeah. Bluebeard, that's the other thing. They don't tax their civilians. They can't. Fable Town isn't like an official government or anything. They're held up because Bluebeard just basically gives them a donation every year. Yeah, his big yeah. annual donation. Okay. All right. Notes. So let's get into notes and let's start off with Katie. Okay. What well, we haven't covered. Um, I like that it was Vertigo. I have only read Sandman stuff from Vertigo, but I hear they do cool shit. I love a hidden society. So, like, I kind of liked that this is, like, in New York City, there's this whole, like, separate, separate like, segment of fairy tale creatures. Um, I didn't really like Bigby at first because he swore in front of TJ. <laughs> and I was like, no swearing in front of children. Um, one of the trophies you win is called the long goodbye. And it made me laugh because I knew Carrie and Maddie would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the... Oh, I wrote fuck alive. I forgot what that was, but that was when Lawrence, like, you thought he was dead when you first enter the room, and then all of a sudden he, like, jolts, and then he's, like, alive, and you're very surprised. Yeah. Um, Mac, just real quick yes or no. Do Can fables do drugs? Like, yes. human drugs? Okay. Yes. Sometimes I got confused, and I was like, are they drug people? Because it looked like Lawrence was, like, kind of... A drug person but also uh, he was just sad <laughs> so he was there for a week before you found him yeah and so like he looked bad <laughs> like there's a oh, reason i thought one. he was dead yeah. um i like that the diner was called i am the Eggman diner just like side note there's just a lot of cool side shit like in the design hey, those are all from the comics yeah what about the taxi company oh, yeah. that has the oceanic airlines like labels yeah was that in the comics that i think that's original to the game okay i just i liked sometimes when i was exploring i just wanted to read cool stuff mm -hmm. so um the only human in this story is the lady cop correct and then they like at the beginning of I episode that, two that you interact with cops at that one time oh yeah yeah yeah, but like you the, don't really. T but she's the only one that you really like interact with, and then correct. Yeah, yeah. the only one that um, you like talk to. I do have a confession. I did look at some walkthroughs of episode one just because I wanted to see like different choices, and I found this really funny, cute video of these two guys that I will have to link to who are playing through, because the end of the first episode when you saw the head and it was snow and they were they both were like. Oh, like they freaked out and it was really funny because I just like it was just really fun um, yeah. and I was also I, like oh fuck and yeah, then same. himbo vibes not himbo vibes but it's kind of yeah it was fun 
I'll have to post it. Because also, it's the two of them have their, like, head in the corners of the video while the playthrough is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you saw it, like, you could see their faces and the screen went black. So it was just the two faces of them in the corner being, like, shocked. And it was really <laughs> funny. Because they do it in front of a green screen, so. I'm sad I didn't write it down. Um, Crane has a cool, weird car that's very obvious in New York City. Um, I was really annoyed at myself because I didn't mean to, but I accidentally accused the woodsman the first time Big B is asked, like, who do you think did it? And I was like, he didn't do it. He's the obvious choice. But I also thought that he knew things. Um, yeah. I was wondering if the alive snow was a glamour snow. And it wasn't until we saw the troll body that I went that I changed my mind. Because yeah. I was like, that'd be messed up if you're like using a glamour to be real snow. Um, I appreciated that for the most part, you could play this whole game just using your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. you really didn't. Um, until you, unless you were exploring or sometimes you needed like a left punch. I was going to say the left yeah. ones did throw me off a lot. Yeah. Because I th- I was like, oh, that's just like every fourth or fifth punch was maybe left. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I accidentally use the right thing and it still works. Yeah, same. Same. No, I don't think they're very, they're very forgiving. I chose yeah. this game because it was kind of easy to play. Wow. Yeah. I, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Mac, you don't have any faith in us. Just because I did The Last of Us on I the easiest version. I think he has version. faith in us. But not me. <laughs> oh, okay. Katie, I need you to realize, out of the f- out of the four of us, one of us just did Hitman like a regular assassination. I'm not gonna name names, but yeah, <laughs> I need to understand that I can't force you guys into learning an entirely new system of play. So I just want there to was an objective, <laughs> and I did the objective. It asked me to do it, and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Maddie, you did the best job of all of us. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing I, yeah, the I game, mean, yeah, well, hundred percent mystery be damned, hundred percent a plus. Um, I mean, Mac, as long as there's an easy play option, that's all I care about. So yeah, yeah, and as long as it's not just shooting people all the time. Uh, you didn't even have a gun in this. Bigby does not use guns. I love it. He has his claws. Hans looks like the old and new versions of Steve Rogers in one person. <laughs> Just made me laugh. Yeah. Um. None of these matter. I knew that the little girl, Rachel, I was like, that's absolutely the old lady witch. There's no way. And I was 100% right. Um. I thought it was Crane for a little bit. I was like, did she turn Crane into a little girl? So <laughs> into a little girl, which oh, is really Crane would turn into a little girl as a disguise. That would... Oh. What an absolute creepo. <laughs> He's the worst. He um, is the worst. So I was like, people know about the Crooked Man throughout all of Fabledon or whatever, right? Like, Yeah, it seems In like the it. pawn shop, they know that he's the one who's kind of behind it all. Yeah. Um... I was wondering at the end of episode four when Crane is like, or whatever, can S- and Snow becomes like deputy mayor, and then they make the like assumption that she can be blackmailed, and I was like, can Snow be blackmailed? Like, do we know? All we know is that Charming left her and went to Europe, 
that's like the only bad thing we kind of know other than the fact that she believes so much in bureaucracy and government even when it's totally effed up yeah i was like that's kind of the main thing is she she always believes that everyone's gonna follow the law and the and the government is the way to do things and it's i'm like that's not true you guys gotta if you do read the comics i love prince charming in those comics because he's such a fuck boy is there more than one he's the worst prince charming Uh, no it's just one prince charming so one prince Prince charming in that story he is snow white snow white is his first wife i think it's cinderella is his second wife briar rose is his third wife um there's probably more but that's as far as i've gotten I in the in the very first issue he like hooks up with a waitress and he's like it was an excellent time he wrote it like he was some sort of like fucking like prince of yore but basically the essence of what he said was hey I'm going to shack up with you uh for a few days uh also can you pick up my dry cleaning and also my uh my uh, luggage from the airport and Thanks, I took babe. the money you from your great purse job. <laughs> I yes. took all of the money from your wallet because I knew you'd want me to have it. <laughs> what a jerk! Yeah, I know. Okay, but he's so he terrible. I love it. Um, <laughs> I thought I had some problems with the accents. Not that they were from different places necessarily. Even though I was like, why if they're all from this one world, do they all have different accents? But I didn't love that. Like D and Dumb and Georgie and Mister Toad. So we're all kind of like low-class bad guys had the same kind of, like, East Side London, like, Cockney-type accent. I feel like this is obviously fairy tales, and it's definitely a trope, but it did kind of bother me that it was, like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, like, the and Georgie especially, like, being the muscle and the, like, so-called, like, thug characters for the Crooked Man being, like, that and then like the crooked man has like the higher class accent and like everyone else is like american half the time you know that is my one criticism that kind of bothered me and it's probably just very common in voice acting and because it's an unfortunate shorthand we have in our culture but it was something i noticed and i wanted to call it out yeah it was shorthand for being uneducated and unintelligent it was yeah shorthand for being like a lackey like a dumb lackey era yeah an unintelligent lackey so um (laughs) bigby is judging crane's apartment and i was like have you seen your apartment just saying (laughs) uh snow thinking that we can just put the crooked man on trial and having no like thinking it's all gonna go well and perfect and i was like you just have so much like she's like naive in a way she doesn't get it it sometimes bothered me, which is partly why I didn't love the her and Bigby romance, because I was like, you both have like actually fundamentally different ways of thinking about how society should work. And that was weird. Um, The crooked man said that Georgie just made a mistake. And I was like, the mistake was that he murdered two people. So I don't think that's a mistake. You can't just call yeah. it that. Oops. Um. There's a lot of relationship drama with Georgie and his wife. What's her name? Vivian or whatever. Her yeah. Vivian, yeah. And I was kind of like over it. The factory that the fight happens with Bloody Mary and Bloody Mary gave me Attack of the Clones vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Just from the like things flying around. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a foundry. He turns into a giant 
wolf. That was cool, and I didn't expect it at all, and I thought it was Super awesome. Super cool. Yeah, right? Um, his final he's form. He's a real dog. Yeah. Yeah, that... <laughs> at the end, I just wrote what is up with snow, and I don't really know why. It's probably something to do with bureaucracy. The end, she... Uh, Bigby was going into the office, and she walked out, and she's like, I'm too busy for you right now. Oh, yeah. 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 She's just being very, like... Yeah, I don't know. Papers, documents, and then there's a whole line of people. Just like how it was before. And then Yeah, exactly. That's why I was, I was like walked up and gets in right with, away. Yeah. I was so which I thought was a way of saying like things are not gonna change. It's not gonna be good. Yeah. Just because you got rid of like the one corrupt guy. Um what? <laughs> Gary, you froze and your eyes were like half open and it was just like <laughs> <laughs> I would okay. really wish I had a picture. Um, my of last, <laughs> my last note is actually <laughs> an exact recreation of one of my favorite meme things. I'm up here. I'm playing the video game. I'm in the end scene. I'm being the wolf, and I'm fighting Bloody Mary. And like the, that's the only th- scene that's like a big long fight. And mom came upstairs, and she literally goes, "Are you winning?" <laughs> 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 have you guys seen that meme yeah. of like the dad you want to stick man <laughs> yeah and i was like oh, oh my god i mean yes i i started cracking up and she like didn't <laughs> understand but i was just like it made me feel like a 12 year old kid like are you winning <laughs> it was just really funny oh, that's <laughs> and, good. And so Cute. yeah um that's the end of my notes that we hadn't hadn't talked about okay uh care um it took me a minute to get used to like the gameplay. Like, Woody definitely killed me a whole bunch with that axe at first. I didn't realize that you had to like keep pressing the one button or whatever to like fight back. Yeah. So I just died a bunch. Um, I really liked the license plate that Toad on his had on his car. It said Toadly, like Toad L Y. <laughs> it was great. Um, Colin's face really disturbed me. Like it was too human like. The eyes yeah, on the body of a pig. I didn't like that part. Um, the yeah, we had talked the little notes being so ominous about Snow White will remember this. Blah blah blah. I wanted to give TJ a hug. Like all I want to do is swaddle him in del- like delightful warm water and all of his little bugs. I just want him to be happy forever. Um, I thought that the tarot cards on the desk were gonna have more to do with this. Yeah. They did not. Yeah. So I like, I had like, I kept writing down all of the different ones that kept coming up. <laughs> a waste. I really liked um, when uh, Gren got drunk and then the little thing popped up in the left hand corner is like, Gren won't remember this. Write that down too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, This, my new mindset coming into these mysteries of like not trying to solve everything right away and just like letting the mystery happen and like taking in the storyline as it's presented to me uh obviously wouldn't work for this and i was like this just throws everything out of whack i'm gonna have to get used to (laughs) not solving things after this when you're actively Um, the detective in this yeah it's like i have to think about the different factors i have to try to figure it all out and honestly, I feel like having the crooked man be the bad guy is kind of a cop out because it's not like one of the people you're presented with and you're like, which of these is bad? It's like, 
this shadowy figure in the background and everyone's just talking about the crooked man and then it's very obvious who the bad guy is yeah but you just have to like find him in the best way um and like i really did like this game i was very anxious about solving it correctly i was like i really want to do a good job and like when i wasn't (laughs) playing it like i kept thinking about it like in the back of my head and like it just like it was on my mind yeah like thinking about decisions you made and like should i yeah Yeah. i did the same thing what is this what is this what is this it's like who could it be what should i do like that was really fun and then like the i guess i already mentioned this i was like what's the mystery now like just who the crooked man is but you there isn't really a who is the crooked man because he's just a guy from a rhyme guy um i mean because you find out the killer is Georgie, but the killer is Georgie on the Crooked Man thing, but you find all that stuff out in one scene. I did think that the Crooked yeah, Man and could the be Crooked an Man, existing yeah. person as well. I did, oh. yeah. Ooh. I actually thought it, I mean, obviously the obvious one was um, Crane Bluebeard for me. Or Bluebeard, yeah. Just because of like, yeah. I definitely suspected Bluebeard a whole bunch. Um, but he was the red I mean, herring. Bluebeard was the red herring. All, yeah. Yeah, that's his his whole legend is that he gets married and then kills his wife over and over. A legend, bro. Um, I know. <laughs> and then I was reading the um the book of fables thing uh at the end when I was done and there was a thing about the uh big bad wolf, Bigby, and like apparently you see it in like another thing but I didn't get that little book book of fable entry opened. Like that one didn't open for me. Um, but his dad is the North Wind, I and I, I was like, that too. "What? Yeah." What? And his mom is like that? the a white something or other, like a I don't know, like White Wolf, the White Wolf. Yeah, yeah, and like that's how he gets his like wind power for the like the three little pigs oh, of like yeah. Huff and Puff and blow your house down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Do you know what I actually wondered? What? That until he did the wind power with Bloody Mary, I wondered if he couldn't huff and puff anymore because he was smoking huff and puffs. Because smoking so many. I literally was like, is he smoking too much that he can't do this? Yeah. In the in the comic book, it's to like deaden his senses because they're so sharp. Oh. It's like I have to keep smoking like a chimney because there's so many smells and sounds and like I I got a dog's nose. (laughs) Yeah. And then my last note is just that um mom would be really proud of me because when I was playing this and like to see what the other options were when I was like mean to people, I was really hated it. Like when I tore that guy's (laughs) arm off, I was like uh, pressing the button like no I don't like this are you talking about how mom <laughs> says that everybody in Red Dead is like a real person and has like a family when we kill them yes. <laughs> what if that guy had a family <laughs> yeah she does, she does what yeah. Yeah. yes when we're bad Arthur when we, Maddie and I play we're bad Arthur and we're just going through and killing a bunch of people like if we're okay, we're riding a horse, another horse comes, and then we just shoot that guy. And mom's like, Why did you do that? That man could have had a family. <laughs> it's really funny. You know what? I love that. I mean, that, um, it probably yeah. isn't great to practice being mean to NPCs, you know? Well, that's why I thought yeah. she'd like that movie Free Guy so much. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. That's my notes. Ready? Your notes. Um, we, like, the first couple lines, one of them talked about relative humidity, and I was like, <laughs> whoa, I literally just learned what relative humidity is. Um, but, you know, like, it's, it gives you a percentage. Yeah. Uh, that's not how the, yeah. um, like, percent of water in the air, it's like how wet it feels compared to what the temperature is. Okay, I don't understand relative humidity because it was like yeah, two yeah. weeks ago that I learned it. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I learned the same thing because I always thought it was percent of like water to something in the air. Yeah, no, it depends on what temperature it is that changes like how the percentage. So it's relative to the temperature. Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, I don't understand it. I don't know why I brought it up. It's, I'm embarrassed. So, um, <laughs> my next note is, ow, my thumb. We're keeping it in. <laughs> um, I had to push the X oh. for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you, when? When you were fighting Woody? Yeah. Well, pushing the X, then the X was my note. I don't know. But it was when I was fighting Woody. <laughs> um, I like the animation. Uh, he said, I feel like people knowing where he lives will come into play, and it really didn't at all. Um, <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a lot of, like, guilt things. Like, if I gave uh, Faith money, would this have happened? Because um, I didn't give her money. Did you yeah. not give her money either? No. I didn't give her money either. Yeah, and I was like, dang, oh, like us and would she have just, like, been able to pay whoever she wanted to pay and gotten out of town, you know? No. no. I went back and checked. Okay. I gave her money, but then I didn't have money later for something else, and it fucked me over. So, yeah, uh, it was um, it was not Lily. Who's Lily's sister? Holly. Oh yeah, yeah. Holly. Yes, Holly's bar. You could have paid for your drink, but you didn't. And then she got mad at me, and she wasn't helpful. Yeah. Anyway. Um, did the ribbon keep her hair on or head? Oops, hair head on. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> oops, I took his arm off. I just wanted them to respect me. This feels bad. Um, and then uh, when that second head showed up, I was like, oh, please don't let it be snow. And then when she showed up again, uh, I wrote, whoa, gif. Um, and I was wondering if she was, um, if Lily was glamored before or after being murdered, but I think we figured it out. Um I want to. Pre- I wonder the same thing because I was like, was someone trying to kill Snow or was someone trying to kill? Lily? Yeah, I noticed yeah. wine somewhere that was the same wine as Crane's office, and that's how I knew that Crane was bad. I mean, like I didn't. I think I, I, I knew that he was bad. I guess I didn't know if he did the murders, or was behind them in some way. But um, I had the same note. Yeah, because it's like um, the flying monkey is drinking that brand of mm-hmm. wine, and then. Um, Lily had that brand of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. More literature. Just mixed up. Um. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh. And then I was wondering if I could have, um, prevented Tweedledee and Tweedledum from killing Holly, but then Holly didn't die. So I said, oh, never mind. Uh, nobody (laughs) has talked about how hot Bigby is. Uh, and my next note is, yeah. Hello, Bigby. I I thought we would get into that. Healthy. (laughs) 
shirts are a crime. <laughs> we waited until now. Honestly, one of my notes was I didn't love the voice actor in the beginning, and that kind of bothered me, but it did grow on me. Oh, really? oh I, I liked it yeah. the whole time. And then, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, yeah, and I didn't write down any of the times that he had his shirt off, and I really should have. Yeah. I think I, I was, was probably for... just distracted. <laughs> I was looking for gifts to send to you guys after we established our recording time. Yeah. And half of them were shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's mad about it. Um. Yeah, my nope. next note is, ooh, that pesky shirt is gone. Why do we have to... Uh, why we gotta set the arm twice? Oh, yeah. It's in the same... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated yeah. that. Beauty and Beast are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They are. Yeah. We've become accustomed to a certain standard of beauty. Yeah, they just keep like talking about how they want to be rich. And yeah, they're like, oh, I have to work. I don't want you to work. And yeah. Can I? Okay, so one thing I want to say is unique about them is that because I was the bad guy, I got the unique experience of um, they wanted me at the end of that little interview where they said, like, we got used to the standard of living. They were like, I don't suppose you could take care of the problem. And basically implying, like, could you kill uh, our man. Uh, loan shark so we yeah. don't have to pay him and back? Too. And I did. And yeah, I, I did. And then they were horrified at me just because they were like, oh, God, I didn't know that he would be dead when you killed him. Uh, Even more uh, annoying. Uh, yeah, yeah, they asked me the same thing. And I was like, uh, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought Colin was the crooked man when, um, you know, we didn't know that the crooked man was like another thing. Oh, um, interesting. Oh. And uh, my last note is I would die for TJ if he isn't happy at the end. Zero stars. So <laughs> I there's my rating. Um, <laughs> I was going to give it a better rating. And then I read my notes and I was like, I literally put it into writing. So. <laughs> so yeah. fair enough. All right. I remembered so, the thing I was gonna say earlier. Mac, what does glass him mean? Because I didn't do it because you warned us. Remember when he's fighting glass? Ben? Glass him. Okay, this is good actually because it's my first note. I forgot. Oh. That. The the there is a a meme about this game about misleading prompts in video games because when he's like going through a sad story about how he never really had much. And the main reason that he went around to granny's house that day was he was going to rob the old woman and he just happened to save her by chance. Oh, the woodsman, right? And you, yes, the woodsman, this okay. is the woodsman in the bar at the end of the first episode. Right, right, right. Uh, he is talking to you about that. And it, he tells you a story that's genuinely sad and you kind of start to sort of feel for him. And at one point you are given the prompt glass him. This does not mean buying him a drink. It means grabbing a glass from the bar and smashing the glass into his face, <laughs> which is a weirdly a weirdly hostile move for this moment in the story because yeah. you've just been peacefully drinking at the bar at that moment, and you you just kind of like start shouting at him when he's when you're he's on the ground. And anybody who tries that, their intent was to buy him a drink. They wound up putting glass shards into a man's face, and they always regret it at the end. And it's what I did in my first playthrough. Oh no, that's really funny and sad. See, I yeah. did wonder because it was in brackets. I was like, this can't mean. Although when you first warned us about it, I thought it was like, like doing some sort of weird spell to put him inside a glass 
<laughs> I thought it was like an Alice yeah. in Wonderland, like making him small. Well, apparently, it's more widely known across the pond in like England that glassing somebody is like smashing glass onto them in a bar fight. Yeah, that's oh. kind of what my assumption would be, even without your warning that I forgot about when I was playing. Oh, I could think of nothing else. My next note when I first started playing this, I wasn't really honed into the whole like bad boy, boy vibe. And there were actually, I did four good options. How dare knowingly. you? Oh my god! And one of them one, wasn't uh, was, take uh, TJ, like <laughs> the take the box from TJ and give it to Snow. You made four good choices. I was used to, it. and that wasn't hey, one of hey, them. Hey, 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 hey! Look, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Look, I was at the end. Okay, I was at the finish line of bad boyitude. I wasn't going to ruin it for something that's. I, I do but regret it. Actually. The whole point the sometimes. Of the bad boy thing is a bad boy takes care of little children and animals, but everything else is no. game. No, like I'm John mean, Wick. man. He's not a I'm bad mean boy. Guy. He's I a mean guy. I don't help people. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I'm d- okay, yeah, I'm not bad boy. I'm mean man. <laughs> okay. But, okay, so there were there were there were four good things I was doing when I when I was still kind of like middling about this thing, just genuinely like starting to feel bad about it. One, when Snow was talking about genuinely improving this place using a system she believed in, I didn't agree with her, but I also kind of had to sort of just kind of be like, yeah, I guess that would be a nice thing to do. Because it was sort of hopeful to just listen to her talk about it in the beginning of the game before you knew about all the corruption. Yeah. Uh, uh, next, uh, while Holly mourned her dead sister, I decided to shut up and not start questioning her right then. At that point, I was like, okay, I can't just fucking do this. Yeah. The the third thing, it didn't eventually have any story result, but I did say, Holly, yes, you can have your sister's body back. Yeah. And then the f- the fourth one, uh, when I went to one of the Tweedles places, because it was one of the three places that you were given the option to when you were looking for Crane, mm-hmm. I saw Flycatcher there, uh, and he looked too much like Shaggy, and he had a really fun <laughs> hat on it. I had to give him a job. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like meet your him until the very end because I didn't go to Tweedledee's place, and so when he showed yeah, up to take I, him to the farm, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, that's the thing. You, He's you wearing a frog barely, hat. Flycatcher barely has any kind of uh, uh, appearance in this thing. You see his armor in the lobby in the first episode. That's his uh, armor. He, yeah. Whoa! What's his fable? He's the frog prince. I think he's like the frog oh. prince. Oh, yeah. But he okay. maintains yeah. the taste for flies. Gross. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's Flycatcher. He's briefly mentioned when TJ is mentioning his bug collection. Yeah. And if you go to one of the Tweedles places as like a first or second option, Flycatcher is some shaggy looking mug of motherfucker with a frog hat. Uh, and he's a bit down on his luck. And if you talk to him, you could be like, yeah, I could put in a good word for you. So you could be a janitor back at the uh, back at the woodlands. And then he does get the job. And that's the one last thing, the one last nice thing I did uh, before I told a little boy I couldn't bring his bug collection to a lady who was nice to him. Uh, So, yeah, don't give me too many points here. I will never forgive you. Um, Quick thing. I don't know. Are you done with your notes? Sorry. No, no, no. Okay, keep keep going. going. No, it's fine. All right. Next. 
Laura Bailey played Annie Greenleaf, and she's one of my new uh. favorite voice actresses, and I'm just kind of like pointing her out. Because she did both the child version and the old lady version of it, and she has a lot of experience voicing children because she was the original voice for Trunks in the Dragon Ball cartoon, who was like a little baby character. I, I just like, realized okay, I said that I've to the wrong crowd. <laughs> like, who? She, she's in critical role. She takes that kind of stuff very seriously. That's why I'm a big, big fan of her. Oh, she was also yeah, uh, Abby in Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, Abby is the old lady who doesn't want you to burn her tree. Oh, fuck. I wish I burned that tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not the place for that. Not the forum for that debate. All right. And uh, finally, I do have to mention this place. This This mystery is like if once upon a time stopped where it was supposed to where it took everybody as seriously as it needed to but it added as much contemporary things enough to make it interesting it, it this very much was something where you could be like oh no the serial killer is back in town who are they little miss muffet <laughs> that's just true. sort of like you could take people seriously one of the most serious characters in this is a guy named georgie porgy <laughs> and you didn't stop to question that once. It's not once upon a time where you're just sort of like, oh no, Elsa's Maleficent brother and a dog and is yeah. Yes, I have the amulet. Isn't that right, Lightning McQueen? <laughs> yeah, that's why I do. I do like this comic book because it is what that should have been. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. I, okay, I need to mention one more thing. It, us talking about this just reminded me of a clip I saw of the CW today, which bonker, I found incredibly bonkers. It was just supposed to be like, hey, here's a few highlights from this random voice actor's reel, because I like voice actors. Yeah. And it talked about, it, it just, it was a couple of clips of Transformers, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty standard for voice actors. And then it showed me a clip from the CW. Psychic gorilla breaks into a young man's college dorm room, and the psychic gorilla looks down at the young man and says, Barack Obama. Because apparently it's some kind of time travel shit, and then Barack Obama as a, as a college student starts running away, and he like interrupts him and says, Time to make America grot again. And I was like, What the fuck, what CW? What are you what doing? Is that this even... is, I think it's the Flash. No. I think the Flash had a, had a thing where a psychic gorilla went back in time to go that makes attack me kind of like former thing. President Barack Obama. The Legends of Tomorrow, they have like a time travel-y thing. And that was a no, wild one. I didn't watch it, but I've seen things. I Okay, I, I appreciated season one of that show just because their whole notion was the reason we can take these fuckers back in time is because they don't actually matter. They're a bunch of B-tier superheroes. If we take them out of the time stream, that's fine. But then that show lost me real hard every season after that. Yeah. I mean, um, the CW in general, I think. Is, is, uh... It's done stuff. Yeah, I've It's not an, for I've us. Spent... <laughs> I've spent an embarrassingly long time railing against the CW in other episodes, so I'm just going to cut it off here and say, Katie, wait, what's the PBR? Carrie. Wait, Carrie, what's the thing? Um, I, there's like a few little fun things from the comic book that I just wanted to mention. Um, there's on a bookshelf, you can see um, a book called Shrek, but it's S-H-R-E-C-K. So <laughs> yes. uh, you can't really. 
<laughs> I it's backwards. It. Troll Bridge by Neil Gaiman? Yes, that's the other thing. Oh, um, amazing. And then uh, the Bigby has room time in the first comic book, and he's really excited about uh-huh. it. He's like, I've been here for centuries, and I haven't had to solve anything. Um, so I'm going to take this one opportunity to take everybody from this fancy party and like take them through what happened. But it's also... <laughs> After he had taken a swim in like King Cole's pool on the bri- on like the roof of the building, and so like he was swimming in a speedo, so like uh. you see Big B Wolf in a speedo, <laughs> so he's and just the- wet in a speedo giving room. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he wears yes. a he's wearing a pink bathrobe. Uh, wait, Hot. wait, wait, closer. What? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, uh, but we can, uh, I might, um, ask, like, send these to Katie and ask her to put them on the Instagram, because there's also some fun things, like a raccoon with a knife holding, (laughs) who has a pirate flag on his tail, and then, um, the t-shirt that TJ would wear, um, stock thing, I don't really know what that's about, but it's a comic book in this universe, that little boy blue. It's Swamp Thing. No, it's stock. No, I'm saying it's supposed to be their version of Swamp Thing. Right. I think. Okay. Because Swamp Thing is a comic book. Um. Yeah, so... They tried to make it a CW TV show <laughs> starring that girl I went to college with for oh. a year. Ugh. Anyway. Holy shit. There's some fun stuff in the comics um, that I just think are really cool. And we'll put... I'll send Katie things that we can put mm-hmm. online. Yeah, we'll put a post. A separate post. I'm wicked. Katie? PBR. Well, PBS. It's the PBS, first of all. (laughs) Uh, Oh, what a hipster. This this is based. And I'm Mac. (laughs) Based on my playthrough, I do think I met pretty much everyone because I did eventually meet Flycatcher. And I feel like I got. I caught everyone else. So. Based on that, it's twenty three men and nine women. Okay. So. Oh. And I, I think hate that. three to four of those women were working at the pudding and pie, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well. But. Yeah. Okay. Faith. Well. Narissa, Vivian, and. Lily. 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 So that's four. But Vivian's actually, I didn't count owner. Lily. You didn't count Lily. Oh. Well. I didn't count Lily because she was never alive, yeah. except like that we met her. Although a lot of the story is about her, so you could maybe say like nine plus yeah. Lily. Okay. But yeah, just a lot Still more dudes. half as many women. Yeah. More like, Less yeah, than. there was more than double the amount of dudes. And only one of those dudes was TJ, so. He can't make up for that. <laughs> no. No. No, he can't. All right. Well. Let's go along with Stabs and Stars, and I'm going to start with the person we probably know already. Maddie, why don't um, you write this? I literally put it in writing, so I have to give it zero stars. And even though I did like playing it, and it was a good game, but I had but it did, one it criteria. you to TJ. TJ needed to be happy, and he was pretty sad at the end. <laughs> so, um, Stabs, though, I'd give it like a eight or nine. 8.5. All right. Gary? Eight stabs, nine stars. All right. Katie? 
I think, yeah. I don't know. I'd say nine star or stabs and 8.5 stars. I would, I took off half a point for stereotypes of accents. But I liked it a lot, Uh, and I think there's literally a mystery you have to solve. So, And finally, for mine, I gave it eight stabs, nine stars. Uh, Maddie, what was that? I just wanted to caveat that this game made me care so much about a character that that is why I'm giving it zero stars. Not because it's not a good game. Because if they TJ did dirty. were happy, what would you have given it? Uh, probably a nine. Okay. Okay. Well, if yes, TJ again, wasn't that, included, that... it if if there was no TJ, and it was just like no a frog. Story, Gary. Well, shut up. <laughs> if t- it, yeah, would it be as emotionally involved? But would it be without a TJ? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Never mind. I agree. Right. I actually uh, agree with Maddie because I think TJ shows a side of Big B or allows us to if we choose to show a side mm-hmm. of Big B that maybe wouldn't have shown up otherwise. TJ forever. Fully so. honestly, some of the most <laughs> some of the most like some of the biggest difference between a lot of our playthroughs I imagine would have been how we treated with and engaged with TJ because he was fully afraid of me at the end of the at the end of our story. Oh. I know it's bad and I feel bad. The vibes are rancid. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you'd like to if you'd like to stay on topic with us next time in a in something in a piece of media that I can feel better absorbing, uh, we are going to be watching Bones. This time we are going to be watching season two, episode 19, the episode titled Spaceman in a Crater. Uh if you'd like to send us an email with any suggestions or ideas or just want to say hi, send it to us at mostlymurderbutsometimesnot at gmail.com. We're available on Twitter and Instagram at mostlymurderpod. And if you'd like, come ahead, go ahead and visit us at our website at mostlymurderbutsometimesnot.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this time. Uh, press A to give us a good review and press, press B if you want one of us to die. Glass him. Those weren't even options. Glass him. <laughs> Bless him. All right. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.